now, the one who protects us all from prattling prognosticators and perfidious pundits. I say, America, stay out the bushes. Look for the union labels. And to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the government. From my cold, dead hands. I'm concerned that if we don't impeach this president, he will get reelected. It's time for the Alan Nathan Show. Here he is, the longest-running nationally syndicated centrist host in the country, Alan Nathan. Welcome aboard, everybody. Welcome aboard. I'm ever yours, Alan Nathan, the militant moderate. Thank you so much for joining us. If this is your virgin voyage, allow me to share with you our mantra. Folks, we want the Republicans out of our bedroom, the Democrats out of our wallets, and both out of our First and Second Amendment rights. We feel there exists this cavernous gap separating the two orthodoxies and that it's a gap comprised of many degree-thinking people who can argue quite passionately in shades of gray. And to that end, each and every show, we have fine guests to help best illustrate this point. Today is no exception. Also, if you wish to hook up with us on the web, it's www.alannathan.com. Don't forget that email address, alan at alannathan.com. That's A-L-A-N. Coming at you live and strong each and every Monday through Friday at this time. Don't forget the classic Alan Nathan show, Saturday, 6 to 7 p.m. And overnight Sunday mornings, 3 to 4, all times Eastern. We are indeed a Main Street Radio Network production. Please check us out at MainStreetRadioNetwork.com. Feel free to avail yourselves of our nascent but always robust Twitter and Facebook options that we have there for you. And, of course, with great dispatch and alacrity, we love to thank our distributor, the Salem Radio Network. That's right. The Alan Nathan Show is entering its 25th year of national syndication, all thanks to you. Reaching about 800 towns and cities across a couple of hundred radio station broadcasts each week. Again, all thanks to you. And by the way, I don't care if you're part of the authoritarian left or perpetually clueless right. Please get out of the thought control business. Our topics du jour, as you may have heard, well, in the toughest case against partisans in government censoring Americans, Missouri v. Biden has revealed new emails proving that the government lobbied Facebook to censor privately exchanged messages on its WhatsApp service, thus shredding our First Amendment rights. So you got to wonder, are these guys out of their bloody minds? Also, the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act, Section 702, it's up for renewal. Now, this gives the GOP-led House genuine leverage in curtailing FBI warrantless surveillance abuse of Americans. So will they do something meaningful with it? This is something that's been... Uh, validating or giving the green light to government to go ahead and just pull some dramatic crap. Hey, the Carter Page fiasco, when they were able to manufacture grounds for going after former uh, campaign advisor Carter Page uh, with the Trump campaign, oh, my God, they just made stuff up as a justification to go hit him with warrants. They doctored evidence. Now, the lawyer who did it was later... You know, punished, but not much. I think he, he forked over a lot of information in lieu of more serious charges that would have been leveled against him. So we got to have a lot more information revealed. But the FBI, the DOJ, have really taken powers that were given to them. Uh, and because, I guess, uh, of qualified immunity, they just went ahead and violated laws. Well, there's a crime-fraud exception to everything. If you make a mistake while in public service, that's one thing. Fine, you have qualified immunity. But there's a crime-fraud exception to everything. And these bozos need to be held accountable. And right now, the GOP have a meaningful shot to curtail it. Because this isn't like trying to pass a law to get rid of another law. This sucker's going to end. And lawmakers want this law to stay in place. So if they want it to stay in place, they're going to have to go along with some serious amendments. Otherwise, it won't. So let's see what kind of fortitude the Republicans really have at least in the House. Anyway, in addition, in true sociopathic fashion, President Biden recently claimed that Republicans want to slash the budget for border security. Folks, isn't that as moronic as saying the Democrats want to outlaw abortion? Who believes this crap? Anyway, without further ado, we have assisting in the opining and analyzing all for the show, Craig Bannister. Uh, This guy is responsible for media relations, public relations, and marketing campaigns at CNS News, a great organization. I've had some of my writing published there, Uh, and he's with us right now. Craig, good to have you back, buddy. How are you today? Oh, pretty good, pretty good. Um, You were mentioning uh, the 
Biden administration's wild claims. Uh, yes, uh, Biden has said uh, that it's uh, the Republicans who want to slash funding for border security. Uh, a, a claim that uh, Ted Cruz uh, characterized as both deranged and pathologically dishonest. Uh, but this, uh, again, to, to, to quote <laughs> Casablanca, you know, I'm shocked shocked to find gambling going on in this yeah. Yeah. And, and here you're winning yeah. sir thank you very much <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly Is and let me let me if i can just interpose for a second i want to share with folks just this very very brief clip of biden having actually while on the campaign trail promising that there would be a surge at the border so now he's telling us that the republicans want the very thing he promised when he was a candidate <laughs> clip one james if you please I would, in fact, make sure that there is, we immediately surge to the border. All those people are seeking asylum. They deserve to be heard. That's who we are. We're a nation that says if you want to flee and you're fleeing oppression, you should come. Yeah, that presupposes, uh, that's a presupposition masquerading as settled argument versus showing how the argument was ever actually settled. Uh, he wants people to come if they merely claim asylum as opposed to what Trump had arranged uh, remain in Mexico where, sure, we'll assess your application, but only after we assess it will, do we allow you in because otherwise, if we let you in now, all that's going to happen is you're going to get notice of a court date and you get to go within the environs of the United States never to be seen again. Anyway, Joe Biden said he promised that if he was president, he would make sure that there was an immediate surge at the board. I want to hear just that part of it one more time. James, if you please, clip one. I would, in fact, make sure that there is, we immediately surge to the border. All those people are seeking asylum. There they we deserve are. Okay, to be thank heard. Thank you very much. And by the way, he also predicated asylum as meaning, oh, if you were subjected to domestic violence. Now, I'm sorry, but even the U.N. Has, doesn't have that as a component of what equals asylum because anybody can make the bad faith assertion that they're being subjected to domestic violence and have an automatic green light to come in. I mean, that basically ensures that we have no standards at all because anybody can just claim it uh, and nobody and very rarely can they ever prove it so there are other things that they would have to show but anyway it does seem odd that biden after promising once he's president there'd be a surge at the border is now blaming republicans as being weak on border security it's just too much of a stretch is it not sir well yes and to your point um in uh in a statement he put out about the uh uh the Biden budget i think it was like 865 million dollars that was going uh to uh grease grease the wheels if you will to uh enable more and more um uh, immigrants to come into the country and uh and be quote unquote processed uh so so yes uh, part of his uh border security funding is going to uh opening the borders all right and he's characterizing the curtailing of that funding as somehow diminishing funds for border security even though denotatively or connotatively there is no linkage between his claim and the claims required foundational merits or or if you will, his ability to tether anything he has to say to measurable standards of accountability and dialogue and debate. This guy seems to walk around in, in, in a bit of a vacuum, does he not, sir? Well, uh, yes. And uh, again, if, if you have a country where uh, nothing is illegal or when you legalize things, well, then you have less crime. So, <laughs> and I, you know, and so if you make illegal uh, immigration legal, well, then that reduces uh, illegal immigration, <laughs> illegal immigration. Uh, and, and one of their metrics going back that has always uh, 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 kind of bothered me is uh, uh, basing illegal immigration on the number of people uh, who've been arrested. Well, that's that's like saying that the number of people arrested during prohibition is a, somehow a measure of how many people drank. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's it's not. It, it, if you're going to overlook crime, as as uh, many uh, uh, police did back in uh, in prohibition, uh, we're same here with the border. Well, then it's not going to get reported. Um, but yes, this this is nothing new for the Biden administration. If you recall, um, they also tried to accuse 
Republicans are being the ones wanting to defund the police. What? Who, yeah. who it, is going? It, it <laughs> the hotspot to make that kind of claim is uh, is mind-boggling. Yeah, they really. Yeah, when it came out with it, they really put the phlegm in chutzpah when they did that one. They really did. I mean, it just strikes me as so counterintuitive to logic. It might be these are the people who will really point to a leaky pipe and call it a water fountain, or they'll point to a water fountain <laughs> and call it a leaky pipe, depending upon which would most advantage their argument. Um, and they they really do expect us to believe them. They'll point to a thing and give it a label when. They're otherwise not able to substantiate an argument, and then they'll subsequently get indignant when you don't go along with their label. Uh, the disconnect between what they say and the reality they need to substantiate what they say is breathtakingly cavernous. But as usual, never enough time. Craig Bannister, always a blast. Folks, you're listening to The Alan Nathan Show. New research released to mark the International Day of Math reveals that math is the subject most American adults say they're afraid of, but it's also the subject they most want their children to be good at. So to help them support their children in building confidence with numbers, a new, fun and engaging computer game called Teach Your Monster Number Skills has hit the market. Junaid Mabeen is a math expert from Number Skills, and he says building your child's confidence from an early age is vital. Getting kids confident with numbers from a very young age is so important to their long-term success in mathematics. And the reason I use Teach Your Monster Number Skills with my own children is that it teaches them about numbers, about how creative and, and playful numbers can be. It's very fun and also educationally very powerful. You can download this great game today. Just search for Teach Your Monster Number Skills online. It's available on all desktop and mobile devices. Trust me, you won't regret it. This is sponsored by IBM. Job seekers, students, and career changers want to pursue roles in science, technology, engineering, and math, but aren't familiar with career options. At the same time, online training and digital credentials are emerging as a recognized pathway to opportunity. Misconceptions about the cost of training and what's required are often roadblocks to success. To tackle this and bring STEM education closer to underrepresented communities, IBM SkillsBuild is announcing 45 new educational partners. IBM SkillsBuild is a free education program focused on underrepresented communities in tech, helping all develop valuable new skills and access to career opportunities. Justina Nixon St. Till, IBM Chief Impact Officer. Technology training can have a transformational effect on a person's life. IBM is committed to raising awareness of the many roles that exist across industries in science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. IBM Skills Build continues to grow with new partners around the world, working together to scale 30 million people by 2030. For more, skillsbuild.org. Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm Jason Derulo. I love that music connects to people all over the country, but unfortunately, so does something else. Childhood hunger. 15 million kids struggle with hunger right here in America. And yet, every year, billions of pounds of surplus food in the U.S. go to waste instead of going to the children in need. Feeding America is working to change this. The Feeding America nationwide network of food banks rescues this surplus of food to help provide meals to families in virtually every community in the United States, including yours. But they just can't do this alone. Join me in the fight against hunger in America. For more information on what you can do to get involved, visit feedingamerica.org. That's feedingamerica.org. Together we can solve hunger. Together we're feeding America. A message from Feeding America and the Ad Council. What is dedication? I am the father of a nine-year-old little girl and a six-year-old little boy. And I find fatherhood both relentlessly challenging and relentlessly rewarding. My daughter is biological and my son is adopted. I love them both so much. From the morning when you wake up to putting them to bed at night and every moment in between, it really is so special. And boy, is it exhausting. One thing that I fear about being a parent is the future for my children. I think a parent's job is to protect our children, but also prepare them for the world so they become good, kind human beings. But I'm also hopeful that the future holds a more inclusive and compassionate world for them. That's dedication. Find out more at fatherhood.gov. 
Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. Every year is Alan Nathan, the Militant Moderate. Once again, this is the Oasis. For those who have an aversion to the left, right, black, white, two-dimensional approach, so delighted you could be with us. I really appreciate you sticking around. Um, well, in the toughest case against partisans and government censoring Americans, uh, Missouri v. Biden has revealed new emails proving they lobbied for Facebook, as well as other outlets, to censor privately exchanged messages. For Facebook, uh, they did so on its WhatsApp service which really shreds our First Amendment rights. Are these guys out of their minds or what? Now, again, in, in, in this case brought against the Biden administration censorship of our fellow Americans, um, something which a federal judge has recently granted standing again for Missouri v. Biden, we've learned that emails prove, these newly unearthed emails prove, that the Biden administration pressured Facebook to censor the privately exchanged messages of folks who are using the WhatsApp service. Now, is it accurate to say that these actions not only violate the Constitution's First Amendment rights guaranteed to all of us, but does so in breathtaking, vile fashion? And if you add this to FBI agent Elvis Chan's deposition, also coming out of the same case, admitting that the FBI's uh, lobby Twitter to censor dissenting posts against government's narratives and COVID protocols, as well as illegal immigration, uh, the botched Afghan pullout, its suppression of the Hunter Biden lap story. You add all these things up, we see an unambiguous avalanche of illegal acts committed by government operatives, all under the trappings of officialdom. Do we not? Or am I being overly dramatic in my description? We have assisting in the opining and analyzing. Oh, for the show, Kayleen Dorr, acting marketing chief at Tusk, Previously, he was chief marketing officer for President Trump's 2020 campaign. was also a senior advisor at the Department of the Treasury. Uh, good to have you back. How are you, sir? Hey, how's it going, my friend? You hanging in there? I'm hanging in, buddy. I'm doing my best at it. Uh, as I've said in the past, though, I'd hang out, but they arrest you for that these days. You know, it, <laughs> it, it seems to me that the Biden administration has just gotten so clumsy. It, it, it's as if... They're knowingly communicating falsehoods. They're knowingly violating laws and believing they can do so because it's happening under the trappings of officialdom, not realizing that when you disconnect yourself from the very laws you require everybody else to follow, you're actually committing tyrannical acts. Or am I overstating it? No, I don't think you're overstating it at all. And I think what we're looking at here is you know, an administration and an ideology that has gotten away with this for a very long time. I mean, we look at, uh, you know, examples of censorship by the radical left, by big tech social media over the last several years. They've only intensified it. And I think it's because not only do they kind of own, you know, in theory, uh, all of these methods by which they can execute said censorship, but also they think so little, they believe they have a moral high ground over those that they're censoring. And I think that is truly the root of the problem here is they think that they're, they're coming in to save you. And at the end of the day, they couldn't be more wrong. I think diversification of thought and of opinion is very, very important and critical to our nation's success. And they've been doing it for too long. I mean, it's been like, it's, it's been going on, what, about three years I mean, real quickly, back to their censorship of lo uh, their censorship lobbying of Facebook. Don't forget, it was also proven that it was happening at Twitter big time. But it should be stressed also that Facebook, uh, just like Twitter pre-Musk, uh, was an eager accomplice uh, to what the administration was doing, thus sort of incriminating itself. And, and this was especially egregious when looking at their quashing of dissent from doctors, scientists, and health workers regarding COVID protocols on everything from mask efficacy to natural immunity, exceeding vaccine immunity, uh, to the worthlessness of, of lockdowns. And, and finally, you know, the recognized likelihood of COVID originating from a lab leak uh, versus natural transference from animals via an intermediary host theory. I mean, that's what it was. They were saying, oh, we got it from, um, you know, animal transference versus having, you know, leaked from, from the laboratory. We now know from the Department of Energy, as well as even the FBI, that, no, it most likely came from a lab leak. 
But I'm wondering, you know, will damages ever be visited on either government employees or or these big tech employees, given that quality qualified immunity um, has always been used? But I'm thinking even quality, even qualified immunity has a crime fraud exception, does it not? Yeah, I mean, I think I think whether it's Congress dragging these folks in front of you know the world for hearings or. Uh, you know, uh, uh, they're taking legal action against these individuals. I mean, there absolutely needs to be some sort of, uh, you know, coming to Jesus, for lack of a better phrase. Uh, the people deserve full transparency into what's been going on. And, I mean, you take a look at uh, the the hypocrisy has been especially on display recently. You look at what's going on uh, in New York with, you know, the potential looming uh, indictment of President Trump. And you look at how they censored all stories about, I mean, think about it. Joe Biden's son, Hunter, is literally on camera doing illegal substances, wielding a gun he obtained illegally, and they haven't done anything about it. I mean, they've done nothing about it. And so you see that there are two forms, there are two systems of justice in this country. I think if, you know, members of Congress, uh, you know, want to make any headway or buy back any of the, the people's trust, they need to absolutely get it together uh, and band together to bring these folks out into the light because that's the only way we're going to save these things. I think. Well, not look, only that. I mean, let's face it. You know, they're they're messing with the American people in the aggregate, demonstrating their tyranny, thinking they could just get away with it. Look, recently, one of the multiple um, award-winning, historically neutral uh, reporters working on the Twitter files, one Matt uh, Taibbi, he shared the fact that the IRS was at his home during his testimony. Uh, before Congress, when he was sharing his reporting of the government's proven censorship activities. I'm thinking that if the IRS hierarchy continues to abuse the law in the name of enforcing it, then citizens might reciprocally enforce it against them to curtail said abuse. I mean, nobody wants to see this happen. I'm, I'm only reading the tea leaves here. But where is my concern unfounded, I ask you? Well, what I love is that they make your job, their your life, a lot easier because they're doing all this kind of out in the open. It kind of goes back to the point I was speaking of uh, a minute ago. Is they, I think they think so little of everybody that they think they can get away with just kind of doing all this broad daylight. I mean, they were they were they literally dragged this guy in front of Congress so that they could go to his house, they could go to his things. I mean, how absolutely absurd! What kind of banana re- republic nonsense is that? It's it's crazy. It's stuff you see of in you know third world dictatorships. It's not something you should be seeing in the United States. Yeah, all that's going to so, have to happen is you're going to have to have some citizen squads with targeted goals, restraining government bad behavior. They're going to get arrested. Then they're going to go into a court of law, and then we're going to have an open damn discussion over who is in greater violation of law: those in charge of enforcing it, um, or those who are responding to the fact that leaders who've disconnected themselves from the very laws that require the rest of us to follow have been caught red-handed doing such a thing. I mean, uh, look, given that there's a constitutionally sanctioned Second Amendment option against tyranny to maintain what's, quote-unquote, necessary to the security of a free state, we've got that written in the Constitution. You've got to wonder how long before some folks lose their restraint and feel they have no choice. This is a very real possibility, is it not, sir? I think it is, and I think the easiest way to fight back, you know, without putting yourself at risk, is to get out there and experience some of these alternatives to the the tools that they're they're using against us. So whether it be Tusk Browser, alternative social media guys, if you're listening, make sure you go out there and and get involved. Yeah, and do so fast, uh, because if they keep chipping away at your rights, then. The powers you now have will no longer be available. You're listening to The Alan Nathan Show here on the Main Street Radio Network. In a recent survey, most IT workers at small and medium-sized enterprises said they feel overwhelmed trying to manage employees that work from home. Meanwhile, most workers want more flexibility in their work schedules and locations. That means businesses need to modernize their infrastructure to support remote work as seamlessly as possible. According to the open directory platform provider JumpCloud, the key is IT unification, Tom Bridge, Director of Product Management, JumpCloud. IT unification means identifying a platform to become the core of your IT stack, incorporating it throughout, integrating with critical systems, and finally consolidating and shedding a necessary legacy tool. JumpCloud enables organizations to unify their entire IT stack and allow IT admins to connect users to their resources with a single identity. 
Now, employees can simply use any service on any application from anywhere, which in turn makes for a very happy IT team. To learn more, visit jumpcloud.com. Spring is in the air, and now's the time to spring forward with a delicious breakfast from Burger King, an all-natural Simply Orange juice. Begin your day with a sausage, egg, and cheese croissant sandwich with sizzling sausage, fluffy eggs, and melted American cheese on a toasted croissant. Or a bacon, egg, and cheese biscuit on a warm buttermilk biscuit. And make it a meal. All Burger King breakfast sandwiches go great with crispy hash browns. And pair perfectly with a Simply Orange juice with no added sugar. Never sweetened, never concentrated, and never frozen. Simply Orange goes perfectly with breakfast at Burger King and is rich in vitamin C. And now through March 31st on the BK app, Royal Perks members get a free single croissant sandwich with any Simply Orange juice purchase. Use code BREAKFAST to redeem. Get a jump on spring with breakfast at Burger King. Because you rule. At participating U.S. Burger King restaurants, Royal Perks account required. Restrictions apply. See offer terms for details. Not valid on delivery orders. Sponsored by Coca-Cola. You know that feeling? Like every door is closing and you just can't see a way out? Being unemployed, underemployed, or just out of school feels a lot like that. But when you find the right tools, suddenly everything just clicks. Getting on that path may be easier than you think. A good place to start? Go to findsomethingnew.org. At findsomethingnew.org, you have access to resources that help develop new skills, skills that will position you for careers in today's growing industries. From healthcare and manufacturing to cybersecurity and alternative energy. Plus, you can take advantage of online courses, certification programs, apprenticeships, and more. So you can take yourself from unemployed and uncertain to empowered and prepared for what's next. Find your path to a new career today. Visit findsomethingnew.org. A message from the Ad Council. No word in the English language is less convincing than probably. Are you sure we should get matching tattoos on our first date? Sure. Um, we'll probably stay together. Probably? <laughs> it's been 23 minutes since I ate. I can probably swim. Uh, you should wait 30 minutes. Mm, okay, now tell me what to do. Cannonball! Cramp! Oh, I have a cramp. I can probably hit the green from here. Probably. Can I get a mulligan? Ready to go? Hey, are you sure you're okay to drive? Yeah, I'm pretty sober. Yeah, I'm probably okay. Probably okay isn't okay, especially when it comes to drinking and driving. If you're drinking, call a cab, a car, or a friend. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. I was in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean when it happened. There was a sudden jolt and our submarine crashed on the seafloor. We were in total darkness. That's Dr. Dejana Figuerella, a marine biologist and STEM teacher, talking about a deep sea dive she'll never forget. It's funny, when I was a kid, I was afraid of the ocean. And there I was, two miles below the surface. But as a scientist, you prepare for that. Using our training and a little creativity, we fixed the sub and finished our experiments. The dive was just too important. Every dive gives us glimpses at things few people ever get to see. Blowing creatures, fiery undersea volcanoes. When we got back to the surface, I kissed the ground and called my mom, of course. But you know what? I wouldn't trade that dive for anything. Dr. Figueroa uses her passion for STEM to discover new things and make the world a better place. She can STEM, so can you. Check out She Can STEM for more stories and inspiration. A message from the Ad Council. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. Every year is Alan Nathan, the Militant Moderate. Once again, this is the Oasis. For those who have an aversion to the left, right, black, white, two-dimensional approach, delighted you could be with us. Well, a number of things are going on, but let me first introduce old friend of the show, Dan Schneider, Vice President of the Media Research Center's Free Speech America. Dan, good to have you back. How are you, buddy? Alan, it's great to be back. No, pleasure having you. Pleasure having you. Uh, you know, very quickly, we were talking about this a little earlier. Recently, uh, one of uh, the multiple award-winning historically neutral reporters working on the Twitter files, one Matt, Matt uh, Taibbi. There's also Schellen, uh, Schellenberger and, and others. 
But I'm talking about Taibbi right now. He shared the fact that the IRS was at his home during his testimony before Congress, you know, when he was sharing his reporting of the government's proven censorship activities against Americans. And I'm thinking that if the government hierarchy as well as the IRS hierarchy continues to abuse the law in the name of enforcing it, then citizens might reciprocally enforce the law against them to curtail that abuse. I mean, now, I'm only reading the tea leaves here. I'm not advocating anything, but I'm just reading the tea leaves here. Uh, where is my concern unfounded? Your take. Well, look, Alan, it's important to keep in mind the IRS has been silent uh, in response to this. The, the IRS has been asked, what's going on? And, and I think there's a, a, an obvious reason why the IRS has been silent. This is the message they want delivered. They want people to know if you step out of line, you're going to get stepped on. When you when when a, a, you know, a neutral reporter like Taibbi and and he's only been considered neutral in recent years, uh, in recent months, he was always considered a leftist center guy. Um, but if you step out of line, if you question you know the narrative of of the elite power brokers in this government, then you're going to get penalized. Now, the message is not for Taibi directly. The message is for everybody else who's going to come after Taibi. You know, if you're a, a government employee at the Labor Department or the Treasury Department or whatever, and you're a whistleblower, and you step out of line, you're going to pay the price. And we've seen this in prior administrations, you know, in the Obama administration. We, have, we saw reporters, James you know Rose what, my and friend, the Fox. The only way this stops is when they're subjected to some kind of punitive action, even if it might have to be dealt by the American people. I mean, if the checks and balances and reciprocal checks and balances have been so corrupted that we can't have folks held accountable for blatant violations of the Constitution on point because they're the only ones who have the authority to bring forward charges against themselves, well, then that is a tyrannical act. Once you have leaders and bureaucrats who disconnect themselves from the very laws they require the rest of us to follow, that is, in fact, tyranny, or am I, or am I mistaken? No, you're 100% right. Now, let's look and at what... censorship here, too. If the government can censor you, it can oppress you, because its practice of the first means we're not allowed to object to the second. F that. And given that yeah. there's a constitutionally sanctioned Second Amendment option against tyranny, to maintain what's, quote-unquote, necessary to the security of a free state. How long before some folks lose their restraint and feel they have no choice? And just very quickly, the Second Amendment says a well-regulated militia, in other words, one in good working order, not one regulated by the government. The Bill of Rights are all about individual rights. Government has no role in so far as uh, being the ones who dole it out. This have got to remember, the Constitution is the people's written directive to the government it created, not the other way around. But anyway, given that there's the Second Amendment says a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Now, given that there is this constitutionally sanctioned Second Amendment option against tyranny to maintain what's, quote-unquote, necessary to the security of a free state, I have to ask you, how long before some folks maybe lose their restraint because they feel they have no choice? Your guess. Well, I'll, look, I'll tell you that that this administration, the Biden administration and other Democrat administrations have feared this very thing, because when they've gone after, when they prosecuted, you know, decent human beings, we all, we've all seen the pictures where they show up to arrest a person at six in the morning with with M-16s and bulletproof vests on, thinking that this person that they're going to arrest over some traffic violation, you know, is going to you know, counter attack with weapons and things. Obviously, this administration fears what you're describing. And, and let me just add this. The two most fundamental rights and resources we have as free human beings, the First Amendment right to speak and the Second Amendment right to bear arms. And when, when authoritarian thugs take over, the first things they do is try to take away those two rights of ours because they cannot stand, they cannot tolerate dissent. They fear dissent. You know, a legitimate government does not fear dissent. A legitimate government knows that in a democratic republic, dissent is part of the the game. And you've got to convince a majority of people that you're right. 
But an authoritarian government like what we have right now, they have to they have to silence the opposition and then they have to take away our arms out of fear of, of what you're describing. No, I think you're on to something right there. And, 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 and again, you know, let's hope cooler heads prevail in the hierarchy of government, especially with the partisans in charge. Let's hope it prevails at the IRS. Let's hope these cooler heads prevail at the IRS before they're relocated off their shoulders because no sane person wants the unthinkable. But is it really so wrong to plead with government to stop the law-breaking? Is it really such a big favor to ask? Stop disconnecting yourself from the laws you require the rest of us to follow because those kinds of tyrannical acts do validate the Second Amendment option. It's It's not there for our hunting rights. The Second Amendment is there to leverage protection for all of our other protections under the Bill of Rights. Isn't that fair to say, sir? It's not merely fair. It is the true statement. Uh, you know, our Second Amendment actually stems from, um, you know, a much older time period in, in England when there was a right to arm oneself against a tyrannical king. That was the purpose of the, you know, the old English uh, right to arm yourself. And that's our Second Amendment grew out of that, specifically so that the, the private individual can protect himself or herself from tyrannical government. Absolutely. And you didn't have this inverted burden of proof construct wherein, oh, the government narrative supersedes whatever your counter might be, and anything you have to counter must be viewed as uh, reprehensible because everything government's doing is doing so in the name of a laudable goal. And therefore, if you're against the government's agenda, you are by default against that laudable goal. I mean, every we saw so much of that happen with the arguments surrounding um, COVID protocols, did we not? I mean, we now know that uh, mask efficacy is weak. We now know uh, that the, to be the case from the gold standard Cochrane Group, they made it abundantly clear that after an extensive analysis, uh, analysis of many analyses, that in the end, uh, masks were of little help. We also know from the New England Journal of Medicine that natural immunity transcends the efficacy of vaccine immunity. But if you had the temerity yeah. to point that out in social media, you were demonized as as anti-science and you were censored. So these folks were working with what I would call an inverted burden of proof concept wherein they got to tell us that the conclusion of the claim was proof of an argument versus ever having to show the proof itself. All they had to do instead was make accusations of misinformation. But as you and I both know, accusations of misinformation and disinformation, first of all, are permitted on, you know, misinformation and disinformation is permitted under the First Amendment. And then through open dialogue, you then expose misinformation. But that notwithstanding, accusations of misinformation and disinformation must be shown, not merely stated, must be illustrated, not merely claimed. Otherwise, it becomes the perfect tool for any schmuck to shut down free speech, does it not, sir? Yes, and look, I'm going to break some news here. I've never heard the media report this. Go ahead. But I I worked at HHS in the Bush administration, and we did a pandemic drill, an exercise, and Anthony Fauci was there in the room demanding in this exercise that we that no mask would be used because masks are not effective and in fact masks can be counterproductive so you know in this exercise he was insisting no mask and of course that's what that's how he started off the coronavirus kind of coronavirus the wuhan flu he started off by saying no mask but then of course the narrative became the opposite because it was about control but masks don't work and fauci knows they don't work Yeah, these kinds of examples are going to be part of my book where basically it's going to be a handbook for people to easily deconstruct or disarm the sophistry of woke zealots because they use this inverted burden of proof kind of construct. Uh, They often do. They have a number of tools. One of them is the corrupted syllogism. Um, Here's a laudable goal. Here's my agenda to achieve it. If you oppose my agenda, well, that means you're against the laudable goal. No, schmuck. Yeah. I just don't think your agenda has the necessary properties to achieve the goal in whose name it's been proffered. And it goes on and on and on. Now, the right has done this as well, but they can never get away with it anywhere near as much as the left. That's why the left practices it more. And, uh, you know, more on that upon uh, uh, shows in the future in the book when it comes out. But anyway, um, great having you back as always. Dan Schneider, Vice President of the Media Research Center's Free Speech America. 
You're listening to The Alan Nathan Show right here on the Main Street Radio Network. Going to be right back. The pandemic is just one factor that forced companies to rethink the way they conduct business. In addition to remote employees, companies are uploading more data to the cloud and workers are using a wide variety of apps and devices. As a result, businesses are more susceptible to security breaches than ever before. For 10 years, the open directory platform provider JumpCloud has helped businesses improve security and minimize vulnerability. Security continues to be a top concern for businesses. According to JumpCloud Vice President Eric Brown, organizations need to reconsider their approach. Identity is the new center of IT and the foundation around which all IT infrastructure should be built. That's where we at JumpCloud come in. We help companies and people make work happen with secure, frictionless access to the apps and data they need with an open directory platform designed for identity transformation. To learn how JumpCloud can help your business, visit JumpCloud.com. Vitamin B12 is important for supporting not only our metabolism, but also our energy levels. Our brain and our nerves need certain vitamins like B12 in order to function properly. Even if you're eating all the healthy foods like fruits and vegetables and getting you know great sources of protein, it's sometimes the case that you can become deficient in one or more nutrient, and that's where supplements can be helpful. So if you want to support your B12 levels, Jaro's Methyl B12 is a great supplement to consider to optimize your B12 levels. This type of B12 is recognized by the body, so it's delivered to your cells more efficiently. It's also been shown that it is a great way to make sure that you're getting a highly absorbed form of vitamin B12 and one that's gonna be retained better than other types of B12. You can learn more at jaro.com. My name is Judy Teeter, and I'm the mother of three boys. My youngest, Joe, was a great kid. He loved sports, music, and his youth group. One day, Joe asked me to drive him to an after-school event, which was about a mile from our home. I was driving through a green light when a car in cross-traffic ran a red light and drove right into the side of our car, killing Joe. The driver was talking on her phone, so she never even saw the red light. She was so absorbed in her phone call. Before the crash, I didn't realize just talking on a cell phone while driving was so dangerous. Now it's something I think about every day. According to the National Safety Council, about one in four car crashes involves a cell phone. Hands-free is no safer. When you're behind the wheel, put away your phone. For Joe and for the thousands of needless deaths every year, remember, there is no safe way to talk on a cell phone while driving. Find out more at nsc.org slash callskill. If you came across someone struggling with hunger, how would you recognize them? By their clothes? Their age? The way they speak? Would you notice a 16-year-old boy who got got his his first first job, not for extra spending money, but to help feed his little sisters? Or a mother who's in between jobs and sometimes goes to bed hungry so her kids can have dinner? Or a 14-year-old girl who signs up to every after-school activity not to make friends, but just to get something to eat? Or a retiree who fell ill and had to choose between getting medicine or groceries. I am the one in eight Americans who struggle with hunger. People you pass by every day but never knew were hungry. I am hunger in America. Hunger can be hard to recognize. Learn why at IamHungerInAmerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America, 200 Food Bank Strong, and the Ad Council. The mission of Paralyzed Veterans of America is clear. Accessibility. Veterans who have served and sacrificed the best of themselves deserve access to the best our country has to offer. Access to meaningful employment. Access to the veterans' benefits they've earned. Accessible homes and vehicles. And access to every part of their communities. With PVA staff working inside VA hospitals, no other veterans organization has provided more real-time, ongoing support for paralyzed veterans and their families. 
PDA is proud to serve veterans across all branches, all generations, and all conflicts. Our nation's heroes fought for your independence. Join PVA in fighting for theirs at pva.org. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. Every year is Alan Nathan, the militant moderate. Once again, this is the Oasis for those who have an aversion to the left, right, black, white, two-dimensional approach. And, uh, boy, so much into which we've been trying to get, and as usual, never enough time. But in a case brought against the Biden administration's censorship of the American people known as Missouri v. Biden, for which, by the way, a federal judge has recently granted standing, uh, we now learn that emails prove that they pressured Facebook to censor the privately exchanged messages of Americans on their WhatsApp service. So is it accurate to say that these actions not only violate the Constitution's First Amendment rights guaranteed to all of us, uh, but does so while doing a bloody pole dance? And when you add this to uh, FBI agent Elvis Chan's deposition in that same case, admitting that the FBI lobbied Twitter to censor dissenting posts against the government's narratives on COVID protocols, as well as illegal immigration and the botched Afghan pullout and its suppression of the Hunter Biden laptop story, all of a sudden we see an unambiguous avalanche of illegal acts committed by government operatives thinking they can do so because it's happening under the trappings of officialdom. This, this cannot be tolerated. It really got bad. And before I get to my illustrious guest, emails show that Biden's director of digital strategy, one Rob Flaherty, pushed Facebook's executive hierarchy to be as censorial as needed he wrote quote i care mostly about what actions and changes you're making to ensure you're not making our country's vaccine hesitancy problem worse i still don't have a good empirical answer on how effective you've been at reducing the spread of vaccine skeptical content and misinformation to vaccine fence sitters Vaccine skeptical content and misinformation. These are presuppositions masquerading as settled argument versus showing how the argument was ever actually settled. They're telling us that the conclusion of their claim is proof of an argument before showing the proof itself. These are inverted burden of proof uh, approaches in dialogue, and they are imbecilic and brain dead. What they do is they use labels in lieu of arguments they can't otherwise satisfy, and then subsequently demonize those who go against their labels. And as I pointed out, this this particular douchebag forgets two things. Firstly, even wrongfully grounded arguments are protected under the First Amendment, okay? But secondly, accusations of misinformation and disinformation must be shown, okay? Not merely declared. Otherwise, those actions become the perfect tool for any schmuck to shut down free speech, so am I accurate about this reptilian near-do-well, or am I being too unkind? We have assisting in the opining and analyzing none other than Jason Shepard, founder of Wimkin, that's spelled W-I-M-K-I-N, founder of Wimkin, uh, social media realster, as well as Truth Leak, video sharing is what all that is about. He's also president of Dream Team Development. Um, Jason, am I overstating anything, or do I have it about right? Jason Shepard. Alan, hey, thank you so much for having me. And actually, I don't think you hit it hard enough. I mean, Twitter was actually paying, or getting paid by the FBI, first and foremost, compensated to actually do some of that work for them. Yep. And um, just in, in our own, uh, Wimkin's, um, you know, lifeblood here, uh, not only were we subpoenaed twice by the J6 committee, but they asked us literally to make their investigation for them by asking for every single user on our platform at that point in time was only around i think around three hundred fifty thousand. but um they asked for everybody's information down to credit card numbers which we never took they wanted private messages text messages everything on them and they also wanted us to tell them what we thought miss and disinformation was so I, again i don't with having this really inside knowledge I, I might be jaded just a little bit because it's happened to me but um i i think it you hit it pretty much hard enough <laughs> Well, when it comes, to, I think I'm comfortable with the argument about what about misinformation, disinformation, because we must have, or we must be allowed to have an open online discussion over what constitutes misinformation or disinformation. Because the reality is, anytime people disagree with one another, 
They do so because each believes the other to be what? Misinformed. But that's yeah. never been the basis to justify the crushing of free speech, has it, sir? No, I, and to be honest with you, I, I don't think free speech was crushed until probably around 2015 when Donald Trump started running. I mean, at least online in this, in this case, because it's only, in my opinion, it, certainly free speech is, is for everybody. That, that's what it should be across the board, of course. But conservatives are the only ones that have been shut down on, on social media. In these, so you, in got, you got that right. You got that right. Hey, look, look, mm -hmm. about, look about the Twitter files. I mean, additionally, the Twitter files document similar abuses such as, and you, you, you hit on this as well, such as the DHS and State Department tag-teaming with the Civilian-Based Election Integrity Partnership. Why? To censor criticism against government narratives on a wide array of social media platforms. I mean, when you factor in all those inarguable realities, we seem to have proof of a burgeoning tyrannical government that needs a severe collective comeuppance, does it not? And I say this is somebody who's a social progressive, okay? There's a number of issues I can outlive mm -hmm. the best of them. But one thing I do know is arguments must be able to rise and fall on their merits, not the say-so of one side over the other. That can never be tolerated without a fight. Oh, I 100% I agree with you. That's why WIMKN became um, what it is. It actually stands for World Must Know Now, which is WMKN. But, um, I mean, in all seriousness, when you look at it realistically from just – the, the battles and, and wars we've been thrust into, you know, in the last two and a half years, social media, mainstream media, and um, big tech, plus the government on the left, they are all in tandem to shut us down. So when you say it's one-sided, it certainly is. Hold, hold on. When you say Wimkin, it wasn't I, – I, I, then I, I misstated your uh, acronym. It's, it's WMKN. Is that it? Um, it's actually it's W because we couldn't just put that in the app store as WMKN. We um, we added eyes to it, so you actually were correct. Uh, oh, okay, okay. Don't do <laughs> yeah. that to me, Jason. You make me feel bad, and, and I'm already insecure enough. All right, I am insecure enough. I don't need the extra I try so hard. Anyway, um, the militant moderate himself is crying on on his own party. I'm just breaking down show. under my own duress. <laughs> Uh, but that's because I have the capacity for self-appraisal. Unlike everybody else, I'm just kidding around. Oh, by the way, you know, weighing in on this was uh, Jonathan Turley. Um, mm -hmm. He's, of course, the well-respected George Washington uh, University law professor. He recently yes. commented that, hey, just a few weeks ago, I wrote that the congressionally created, federally funded National Endowment for Democracy, NED, had supported blacklisting efforts at the British-based Global Disinformation Index, GDI. The index was widely ridiculed for targeting 10 conservative and libertarian sites as the most dangerous sources of disinformation. It sought to persuade advertisers to withdraw support for, for those sites while listing their most liberal counterparts as among the most trustworthy. Now, it is infuriating that despite all of this empirically verifiable law-breaking, these pieces of crap in our government are facing no recriminations. No consequences for this tyranny. It is infuriating, is it not, sir? It's extremely infuriating. And I don't know how to get around it other than people just have to stand up and join other platforms and get away from the Facebooks and even the Twitters right now, to be honest. Well, that and also take comfort in the failsafe that is known as the Second Amendment option. And it does exist. You're listening to The Alan Nathan Show right here on the Main Street Radio Network. The opinions you hear on the Main Street Radio Network are those of the host, callers, and guests, and not necessarily those of the station, Main Street Radio Network, its management, or advertisers. The information on the Main Street Radio Network does not constitute a recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or securities. So please, consult a professional before investing. If you have any questions or comments about Main Street Radio Network, contact us at 703-719-0433 or at our website, MainStreetRadioNetwork.com.